Run, 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 run. It's a Chad Nado. Welcome to the Movie Aquedonic Podcast. I am your host, Buck LaDuke. Uh, as always, we have Chadley joining me. Hello. Hi. We're going to talk about some TV films today. Yeah, it's Chad the TV. TV films. It's the TV movie 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 sode. We're going to be talking about... We needed a break from these shitty summer blockbusters, so we're going to watch some shitty TV movies. So we watched. Uh, we're going to talk about Sharknado Four. Uh, last year we did a full-on Sharknado sode. I'll tell you the me. problem with the Sharknado sode is because we watched all three back to back. They kind of ran together for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it all just felt like one movie. So I don't actually know what happens in any of these movies, but <laughs> we will be talking about Sharknado: The Fourth Awakens, which is for some reason a Star Wars parody. Yeah, we'll, we'll use. I don't we'll know t- why. We'll talk about the word parody in a few minutes here, but uh, we're also going to be watching. Um, I, I mean, this one's not a TV movie, but we always talk about a Batman movie every week. We're going to be talking about The Dark Knight. That's Christopher Nolan's. That's Christopher Nolan's money child. That's how Christopher Nolan funds all those movies that he makes now. Yeah. Like, are you excited for Dunkirk? Nope. <laughs> Um, and then we're going to talk about our last TV movie of the of the day is going to be called I legit can't make this up. This is the name of the movie. It's called Donald J. Trump's The Art of the Deal. And, the uh, the it's movie. called Art of the Deal. The movie is that what it's called? Yeah, because The Art of the Deal is the book, right? Yeah, it's a really long title. I adore it. Yeah, it's uh, there's some really good stuff in there, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But let's talk about Sharknado Four because. Uh, I said it before, and I'll say it again. Sharknado 4 is the worst of the entire saga. Um, by, like, a is. large margin, too. Yeah, like by a lot, yeah. It's really, really bad. Um, they take the silliness of Sharknado 3, and they just, like, push it to this, like, completely unwatchable level. Where They are doing that, though, right? They're just trying to keep pushing it until, <laughs> until everybody just fucking kills themselves or what? Yeah, I, they must. They're just they're just making it sillier and sillier and sillier. Now, first things first is that I want to talk about uh, Shark. the end of Sharknado 3. You could uh, vote whether or not to have Tara Reid's character di- die or not. And given the plot of this movie, I don't know what we voted. It was very unclear to me because she died. And then she wasn't dead? Yeah, she was brought back by Gary Busey into like a robot cyborg. <laughs> Gary Busey. Holy shit, dude. Speaking of which, Gary Busey, he's never looked more brain damaged, dude. He's, he's fucked up, hey? up. God damn it. He's like, man, he should be dead. Like, I don't know. Wasn't he in like some huge car accident? And ever since, he's been like real fucked up. Yeah, and he's been blasting Coke for fucking <laughs> He's so coked up. And, like, I've seen Gary Busey before, but I've never seen him look quite like this. <laughs> he's disheveled, that's for sure. Yeah, dude. He's He looks – he's knocking on death's door, and I'm not talking by old age, dude. Like, he's just – he's knocking on death's door by his own design. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Gary Busey is in this movie as uh, Tara Reed's father. Um, he plays Wilfred, sense, mad scientist who – takes Tara Reed's dormant body and turns it into a robot. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But let's talk about the major problems of this movie. Is that when you write a movie, okay, you write a movie, this was obviously written as a comedy, right? It's uh-huh. silly. It's mad silly. But I think the people 
who I think the people who wrote this movie don't understand what a parody is. And yeah. they're like, we just, if we make references to movies, that's going to make it a parody. There was a lot of yeah. film references in this one. But they weren't jokes. No, they weren't jokes. <laughs> they were references. <laughs> they weren't, <laughs> they weren't jokes. They were just like, there'd just be like a part where Tara Reid is like, I'll be back. And it's like, okay, but she, okay, that's a Terminator line, but why? And like, what does it mean? Also, Buckley Duke just sent me a, a really, good, really good photo. It says how WD, D, how WB develops the DC comics movies, and it's just a bucket of money going into a toilet. It's fucking. So that's fucking good stuff. Holy shit! That'll be the uh, that'll be the podcast art this week. There you go. WB money into a toilet. Um. So Sharknado Four. Um. Here's the thing. It's not a parody. It's not a parody. It's literally just movie references, and I can't stand that. That being said, they used the at the very beginning in the first scene. They used the Vegas stuff to make a lot of movie references in a really short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, there was the Fast and the Furious reference, which I yes. kind of loved, oh. where he's flying through the air on the car. That I love. That was the best part of the movie, and from there on, I was like, "Oh, dude, it's only the first better. the first fifteen minutes. It's like so crazy that you it's, it's you don't process anything, and then after that, you're like, oh, this is not this is no good.' <laughs> yeah, as soon as they, well, the thing is, is like the first fifteen minutes is really fun. It's re- I kind of like I know it's sort of like the same thing that we had in the first and second movie. They changed it up for the third movie, but I kind of wish the whole thing would just taken place in Las Vegas. But they keep spanning it across. And here's what's really confusing with this movie is that I don't think, I don't think anybody who was writing on this movie has any grasp of like geography at all. Because like there'd be one part where they're in Texas, and then they're like, "Where do we go now?" And it's like Kansas, and then they're in Kansas like ten minutes later, and then like they're in Chicago all of a sudden, and then they're back in Vegas, and then yeah, they're fucking at Niagara Falls. It's like, how are you getting around so fast? Yeah, they were they were fucking. <laughs> they were teleporting, dude. I, I would, you know what? I want one to take place in New Orleans. I think the next one should take <laughs> place in New Orleans during Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras, fucking shark storms. Yo, but we're, we're that. That's like that's like teetering on offensive nature. You can't make you can't you can't make Hurricane Katrina jokes in a Sharknado movie. I disagree completely. I think <laughs> you had Gilbert Godfrey in this movie. Who Holy. is most known for doing 9/11 jokes? And uh, true, true. Here's the thing, though, is that when you write your script and you make your movie, and then you look at the movie and be like, "Man, you know what's the most entertaining part of this movie?" Gilbert Godfrey. Go back to the drawing boards. Right back to the drawing boards. If the most entertaining part of your movie is Gilbert Godfrey, yeah, he's actually like not good in this movie, but like kind of funny. Like, just like. That being said, he just started like they just started tacking the word NATO onto stuff, and we were like, "Yeah, that's content." They just like that's content. They're just like, "All right, so let's make it instead of making Shark NATO. Okay, we'll make Shark NATO. Throw some rocks in there. All right, and then we'll throw out, we'll toss out the word Boulder NATO. All right, that's cool. Right, you know what? Boulder NATO. Yeah, let's just fucking let's have lightning in there, and then call it a lightning NATO. Uh, I believe that's just like part of a tornado is that like when a tornado happens there's usually a storm going on so usually lightning's there anyways but eh, who gives a shit you know it's just 
it doesn't lend itself very well um, to just fucking have the NATO, NATO, NATO popped onto everything. That's half the shtick, though, right? Yeah, but, like, that's one joke. That's one joke made, like, 30 times. You can't, you can't write one joke and be like, this joke is the basis of our movie. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Ian Zuring, enough of that guy. Enough, he said. You enough. hate him, hey? I hate him, dude. He's awful. Ian, don't call me Ian Zuring. Don't call him Ian. Don't, <laughs> don't call him Ian. He hates it. Uh, but Ian Zuring, they keep, like, we, we talked about this last year with the Sharknado 3, but they keep trying to pass him off as a, as a, whatchamacallit a like an action star uh-huh. but he's just like he's just like a washed up dad like that's all he is he's looking like he looks more like a dad in everyone yeah another thing too that i want to talk about is that they needed to get a five-year-old kid because it was five years after the last sharknado and they gave birth to a kid at the end of that movie and they're like okay five years later and they're like let's get a five-year-old kid and it's like okay who should we get and they're like yeah probably get a 10-year-old kid <laughs> <laughs> kid was so bad too yeah, he was no good. Uh, he also there's one part that made me like cry laughing was uh, right after Tara Reed comes back, and then Ian Zering's like, "Hey, buddy, this is your mom," and he's like, <laughs> "My mom's not a robot; she's a shark." Yeah. Oh, dude, I was I didn't even understand that because like they said that at the end of the uh, or at the beginning of the movie too when he was drawing the picture of his family and he drew a shark as his mom and it's like, d- okay. Here's here's the only explanation that I can think of is that because Tara Reed gave birth in the shark, she then cut open the shark and it he the baby exited the shark. So I could see why you would think maybe uh, your mom is a shark. But to believe that is to believe that this kid remembers in detail his own birth, which I don't buy. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know what they were going for, what joke they were going for, but they. I don't, I don't get it, dude. I don't understand that part of the movie at all. Uh, if somebody wants to explain it to me, maybe I will. I would have enjoyed this movie better. Maybe I will take more away from this movie if that joke is explained to me. But I just don't get it. Yeah, um, I get a lot of what. Well, like, why do they keep making? Like, where, where are they making any money off of these? They're TV movies. Yeah, they, they must be right. They must like because at this point. Sci-fi is probably paying a pretty penny, right? Because this is what sci-fi's got now, right? Is these Sharknado movies. This is probably the biggest event of the year for sci-fi, is these Sharknado movies. It's it's interesting. They must not have that much of a budget, though, because it looks like they were fucking, like, all the CGI was done by a college student doing his fucking final project. I don't get it. How is the CG getting worse? Like, I don't it's understand. Getting worse, right? <laughs> like, is it, a, is it on purpose? Is that part of the, the, sh- the shtick that the CG is unwatchably bad? <laughs> but, like, there's one part in particular where, like, the kid, like, Gil, he's, like, they're at Niagara Falls. The little kid gets stuck in a barrel, and the barrel is floating down the river. But, like, the barrel is clearly not in the river, and the kid is clearly not in the barrel. And it's like, why does this look so bad? That's not like you could have literally just put the kid in a barrel. Like, why did you CG this? There's also a scene where like the entire family is walking away from an airplane that is just like so unbelievably bad looking, and it's just like that's an easy shot. That is an easy shot, but it looks like I could have made this in like fucking grade ten film class. Why does this look so bad? 
I don't know if it's because it's part of the shtick or if they're just rushing to get it out because of deadlines. They, they, they must be just rushing because they got to get them out every year. And, yeah. like, you can really tell the dip in quality because there's not that many cameos in it. The last couple yeah. had just like, exclusively cameos. And there's, like, some of the cameos is, like, the average person would miss. Um, I mean, the first big cameo of the movie, of course, like, can't go without talking about Carrot Top. <laughs> Carrot and they top, really, yeah, of yeah, they they really wanted you to know that was Carrot Top because when they dropped him off, um, he had like he had like the big like the props in his hand. It's like why is he just holding that shit now? <laughs> <laughs> Although I, like I will say, I will say Carrot Top becoming so unsuccessful that he's now an Uber driver is a near perfect joke, and that was the best <laughs> joke in the movie. You know, he's actually he was probably one of the better actors in this movie. Too. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like the idea that Carrot Top is so washed up that he's now an Uber driver. That is a good joke. That's a pretty good joke. That's a pretty good like joke. they put all of their like they did everything that they wanted to do in the first like twenty minutes, and they're like, "Ooh boy, <laughs> got a restaurant." And this movie takes place across so many cities that it's like, okay, now we're in Chicago, Salt Lake City, we're in Atlanta now, and it's like, where the fuck are we actually though? And then some of it takes place on a farm. I don't know, man. I also have a hard time believing that if there's three of these Sharknados, because there's three of these Sharknados in this movie, and they're at various parts of the country, and they just always happen to be where Ian Zuring is. Like, uh-huh. why? How, how does that happen? Ooh, what a coinky-dink. It just so happens to hit the train that Ian Zuring is fucking taken. Don't they sorry, mention that Ian. at some point? Like, yeah, there's, the, there's the, the Chicago mayor that's like, uh, there's always a Sharknado where that where that Finn Shepherd is, and I'm like, yeah, there is. I would sure like an explanation to that instead of you and just breaking like, the out wall. in the city. And I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. They're like, they're making her <laughs> out to be a bad guy, but like this this motherfucker, wherever he goes, there's a goddamn Sharknado. Yeah, like legit. I think I might have done the same thing. I wouldn't blame him, but I would say sorry, Finn. Like it just so happens. I wouldn't be mad at him. I'd be like, man. This really sucks, but like it just so happens, everywhere you go, there's a Sharknado. So I can't, I can't, I can't, in good conscience, hang out with you. Dog the Bounty Hunter. I saw him in it. Holy shit, dude! They cut that slide, cut that part right out because that's when the movie gets the most ridiculous. Is when they go to they go they go to the chainsaw store. I just want to throw that one out there. The chainsaw uh-huh. store uh, that's being run by the uh, the guys from the Hills Have Eyes and um, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Um, Here's the thing, is that they go in and they, they go to uh, to get the chainsaw from Do- uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter and, I don't know, that, that girl that's supposed to be his sister. I don't know. Maybe that is his sister. I don't know. But, like, when they leave and the Sharknado's on the way and they're revving up the chainsaw, she goes, it's not Texas without a chainsaw massacre. And it's like, that's not a joke. Maybe word that to be a joke. You're literally just saying Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, that was a movie well done very good very good yeah very good stuff very good stuff um yeah very funny very good and then the movie just sort of divulges into just like different tornadoes happening that are like completely ridiculous um we already talked about the boulder nato but then we get the oil nato that one's one of my faves though that one's one of my fucking faves the oil nato and then though, like it just keeps changing, and like it's not even about a Sharknado anymore. Like I, like I couldn't even tell if sharks were still there. It's yeah. Like 
Gilbert Godfrey was just saying stuff. Like Gilbert Godfrey was like, and then it turned into a tornado. And then that's, it was an oil made up. That's a pretty good Godfrey. <laughs> it's just like, it's just ridiculous. And like, it is entertaining when you see hearing it said from Gilbert Godfrey. Cause like Gilbert Godfrey was there for 15 minutes filming his. Yeah. He was there for 15 minutes. And all of his scenes are filmed. Like he's in the front seat of a car. And like, uh, was it a car or a golf cart? I couldn't. Tell. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, because like he was definitely not. He was there. He got. He got there. He got his five thousand dollars, and he left. He's like, like can you just say all this stuff? And he's like, yeah, let me let me give it a go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one take too. That's all it took. One take, and he was reading it off a teleprompter. I am positive of that. Um, another thing too is that like. I'm I'm starting to worry that I I don't think the budgets have changed between these Sharknado movies, but what I think has changed is that I think that these celebrities who are so interested in being a part of the Sharknado franchise are now seeing, oh, this isn't a phenomenon anymore. People aren't really watching this anymore. So that, I think, is a a lot of the reason why there's less uh, cameos in this. Mm -hmm. Because, like, hey, you can't – like, in the last one – in the in the third one, you could go to George R. R. Martin and be like, "You want a cameo? We can only give you a thousand bucks." But like, this is a global phenomenon. I, I could see somebody being like, "Oh yeah, okay, okay." Yeah. Especially like, since you're just going out there for the week or whatever. But this time, like, if you go to a if you go to a celebrity and they're like, "Hey, you know, we'll give you a thousand bucks. We can't give you a lot of money, but we just, you know, it's a part of the phenomenon." I feel like you went to you go to any celebrity and they'd be like, eh, "Didn't Sharknado happen like a while ago?" Like. <laughs> Are we done with Sharknado? <laughs> yeah, isn't that like over? I voted to kill Tara Reid. That's all I remember. Yeah, you did a lot. Yep. I, I, voted, I voted a few times. I was just really hoping to get Tara Reid out of work, but unfortunately these Sharknado <laughs> movies need her. So my my uh, my uh, efforts were in vain, which all sucks. Right. Well, that's Sharknado. That's Sharknado. Uh, ends with a nuke NATO. I just I, can. Can we talk about the ending for a minute? Because this is sure. when. Because I just I really have to get this off my mind. So Tara Reid's a fucking cyborg now, and then she's Iron Man, and hmm, no thank you. She had like f- suddenly like out of nowhere. I mean, like we we've been told she was a cyborg or whatever, and she like was able to punch through walls and shit. But then she just started like shooting beams out her hands and then she had rocket boots and it's like where the fuck did this come from <laughs> why did nobody ever mention this shit what was the point of doing all of that why did you give her those powers if all you were trying to do was keep her alive why did you give her the power to shoot lasers out her hands gary Busey, are you that old and brain damaged <laughs> gary Busey's just that old dog but then there's a scene where Okay, so the main character gets eaten by a shark, which then gets eaten by a bigger shark, and then that bigger shark eats um, um, David Hasselhoff, which we haven't mentioned, by the way, David Hasselhoff is still a fucking superstar in this movie, and it's yeah, awesome. he's pretty good, actually. He's pretty, he's pretty good. And then that shark is eaten by a bigger shark, which then eats, like, Tara Reed's character, and then there's a bigger shark, and then there's a blue whale that eats all of it. And it's like... Where the fuck that blue whale come from? What? Where'd that blue whale... Why is there a blue whale now? 
I thought this was a Sharknado. What's going on? Is it a Whale-Nado now? If Gilbert Godfrey going to show up and say Whale-Nado? Because he didn't. Because there was suddenly a, there was a fucking blue whale all I bet all you know, if they would have thought of that, they would have got him to say it. Yeah, and then, and then, this is the most preposterous part of the whole movie. Um, kid cuts open the shark, pulls out Tara Reed, Pulls <laughs> out another shark. Cuts open that shark. Pulls out Hasselhoff. Pulls out another shark. I'm sorry, this kid's supposed to be five. How is he carrying sharks? <laughs> pulls out another shark, you guys. Pulls out, pulls out another fucking shark. I was like, I was screaming. I remember because like I actually watched the last five minutes right before this podcast. And like you could hear me screaming, and I was like, don't pull out another shark. Holy shit, he's actually pulling out another shark. Like they kept that bit going. And it was the same shot every time of him pulling out the shark, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Because I do love, I do love good use of same shots. That's yeah. hilarious to me. Because um, you couldn't just get another shot of him pulling out a shark. That wouldn't, wouldn't have just taken five seconds, but whatever. Um, and then the movie ends with the Eiffel Tower crashing down to Niagara Falls, and there's a shark on it, and they're like, "Uh oh!" And then it goes, and then it goes to credits, and the credit, the credits are awesome. Uh, we talked about that too, because the credits go for like ten seconds. That's it. They're not wasting your time at all with the credits. Uh, unlike Sharknado 2, which took us through every cameo during its credits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, the th- I think the thing with Sharknado 2 is that they made it, and they're like, ah, oh, shit, dude, it's 70 minutes. Want to just take everyone through the cameos? Lloyd Kaufman was in this movie and uh, for, like, for like a second, and I only noticed it because I know – uh, who Lloyd Kaufman is, but I think that he's just insane enough that he fits in the Sharknado universe perfectly that you don't need to explain who Lloyd Kaufman is. But, like, he also wasn't really playing a crazy guy. He was just there at one point. It's like, hey, if you're going to get Lloyd Kaufman, get him to do some crazy guy shit because he's did crazy. You, did you notice that the new uh, Sharknado theme song was written by uh, The Offspring? Yes, I did. I did <laughs> notice that, and I hated it. The one where she's like at the gym and she's like punching bags and it's playing in the background. Uh-huh. Unreal, dude. Unreal. I thought the offspring like died in like 2002. I thought they were nuns out. No, they're still singing. They're still singing pretty fly for a white guy to about 40 <laughs> skinheads at shows. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. What's that other one that they do? I don't remember. They're bad though. I don't like the offspring at all. They're very bad. No, you adore the offspring. Do I? I like the Offspring Sharknado song. Although I'm glad that the uh, original Sharknado theme song was in this one because I love it. I also really, really enjoyed the opening, like the opening uh, credit sequence uh-huh. uh, in this one because it was like it was all like comic art that actually looked really cool. It actually looked really good. Um, yeah. So if you if you see this movie for anything, check out the comic art on that, and then check out David Hasselhoff. Uh, the rest of it is unwatchable, except for Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, the rest of it's unwatchable, unfortunately. Uh-huh. They're anyway, just, uh, yeah, they're just stepping them down each time. So we're <laughs> we're gonna do what is it we're doing? Top five Sharknado. Top five shark storms. Top top five Sharknado storms. We're not talking about um, shark Sharknado films. We're talking about actual storms. So I'm gonna start us off with my number five. Number five takes place in Yellowstone Park in the Four Sharknado film. This is the Lava Nado, baby. Ooh, the Lava Nado. The Lava Nado. Just, just starting it off bang, with a bang. Just going right into it with the Lava Nado. 
Is there any lava lantulas? There is, yeah. I forgot about that at the Yellowstone part. There is a fucking lava lantula, lava lantula cameo, which is great because they're making a new lava lantula movie, and it's got the most amazing title. Why don't you tell them the, the fin- phenomenal title they gave that film? Two Lava, Two Lantula? Ooh, that's a perfect joke right there. That is a perfect Two Lava, Two Lantula. Lantula. Like, they're they're using that as a separate word. Lantula. <laughs> Lantula. Two Lava, Two Lantula. That's going to be a banger. You can uh, you can bet your ass we're going to be... We got to do it once. once We got to wait for three Lava Lantulas and then do a Lava Lantula episode. I think we can just do two and then our movie of the week. Okay, yeah. We'll wait for, we'll wait for Two Lava, Two Lantula and do a Lava Lantula episode. That's going to be fucking... That's going to be amazing. That's going to be amazing. My number five, Shark Storm. I'm going to go with the Lightning uh, NATO. Lightning NATO. This one was my number five, but then I remembered Lava NATO. Yeah. Oh, shit. Got to get that one in there. I'm glad you did, because that one just missed my list, but I did enjoy the Lightning NATO. It's like, you know, it's pretty standard NATO. I think Lightning's normally a part of that anyway, but... (laughs) Yeah. It was like, what was it? Picking up like a like a electric plant or some shit? I don't yeah. really know. I it was it was it was buck wild. They were getting buck wild with this. It was one. fucking and, buck wild. And Gilbert Godfrey said the name of every tornado. Yes, he just did. So you know, uh, my number four. I put this one as my number four, not because I think it's a particularly strong NATO, but I just think that it's bizarre that it happened in this movie. Uh, my number four is the oil NATO. The oil not, NATO, yeah. The oil NATO. This one was my favorite because it's just so stupid. It's so stupid. It should not exist, but it did, and it was awesome. My number four, I'm going to go with the nuke NATO. Nuke NATO! It's a NATO yeah. full of nuke, nukes. Yeah, they, yeah, the shark NATO goes through a power plant in Illinois or something like that, and then it forms a nuke NATO. It's green. It looks like the Hulk. Yep. Looks, looks like, like Hulk loads. Looks like <laughs> just Hulk just just squeegeeing into the tornado for an hour. Uh-huh. My number three. Oh, going back to the classics here. My, my number three is just the regular old Sharknado. Oh yeah, there you go. Gotta 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 give some love to the originals, right? Gotta give some love to the originals. My number three. I'm gonna give it a tie between the oil and the fire uh, NATO because that's fair. When there's an oil NATO, there's a fire NATO, baby. You gotta you gotta know that. Yeah, absolutely. the The oil NATO only really sticks around for a couple of seconds before it becomes the fire exactly. NATO, and then it becomes a fire NATO. <laughs> um, my number two, this is the Boulder NATO. And here's According why to the epidemic, why. the number two shark storm is the Boulder NATO. Hell yeah! And here's why I like this one because it's not just boulders and sharks in a in a tornado. It's it's a tornado that has boulders, sharks, boulders with sharks in them, and sharks with boulders in them. And that, <laughs> is, that is amazing. There's also a part where one of those boulders crashes into, like, into a building, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, Ian Zuring like, unravels it like a, ball, like a ball of yarn, and I was not sure what the hell was going on there, but uh, I ignored it anyways. It was weird, and it was very bad looking. Yes. My number one. We discussed this one already. My number one couldn't not give it to the Nuke NATO. The Nuke, Nuke NATO. NATO. Powerful. Yeah, absolutely. At that point, like, I was at a point where I was like, man, if they say NATO one more time, I'm going to turn this fucking movie off. And then they said Nuke NATO, and I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. My number one, I'm going to give it to the Vanilla Shark NATO. Oh, it all. God bless. 
Get it? Yeah, because I don't think there was any other kind of NATO until this movie when they were like, yeah, let's uh, give it, let's let's just throw the NATOs in. To The Fourth Awakens, that's actually the title of the film, drives me fucking batshit crazy. Sharknado 4, The Fourth Awakens. The Fourth Awakens. Also that, just so you know, that title doesn't mean anything. No, it sure it, doesn't. It sure doesn't mean a damn thing. Uh, I just wanted people to watch it, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, as far as Sharknado goes, like I would check out number one and I'd check out number three, but definitely don't see number four. It's not very good. Unless you yeah. want to see Gilbert Godfrey yell the name of every tornado you can imagine, because that's pretty good. Which is great. That's yeah, uh, that is great. It is really good. In like what appears to be like what appears to be in a car filmed on like a flip cam. Like maybe he just maybe he just fucking filmed it in his spare time and sent it via WMB file or something. Because like that's literally what it feels like. You know, this did make me want to go watch some more asylum films, so I'm probably gonna go check out Sinister Squad. Oh dude, I dude, when when we watch the Suicide Squad, we should watch Sinister Squad in the same episode. Uh-huh. So we can do a comparative review because I because here's the thing is that Sinister Squad is probably gonna be better. It might like, be. It's, it's very rare that an asylum film is better than what it's trying to mock, but I imagine this will be one of those cases. Yeah. I was waiting for a for a Batman versus Superman movie. They made like BVS, but like they named it like like Botchman versus Superguy. Suck, dude. <laughs> Suck, dude. Let's talk about, speaking of Batman, let's talk about yeah. Batman. Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight is our Batman flick of the week. Sure it is. Holy shit, dude. Holy shit, dude. Buckle up, because this one is really good. Yeah. Um, this one's like a full-fledged crime movie. And it's great. Like, it's really, really good. A whole lot of the movie focuses on, like, the Falcone crime. And then, like, the but the Falcone crime is, like, working with the Joker. And then at some point, like, if I've never seen, like, in this movie, the focus shifts from Falcone to the Joker flawlessly. Absolutely yeah. flawlessly. Sure. Um, but, yeah, they also throw you into the Joker right away, which I really like. Um, yeah, that uh, that opening bank robbery scene is like probably one of my favorite scenes ever. Yeah, and yeah, it's, just, I, it's, I totally it's so good. It's so good where he's like just killing everybody. Here's the one thing I didn't like about that. Hey, Christopher Nolan, uh, don't don't uh, don't cast Will Fickner in anything. Why was he? Why yeah. was he the bank man? Why was he that? Why do also obviously don't uh, don't copy point 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 blank or what's that movie? Point point uh, break. Point break. I've never seen Point Break. Well, they had do the well, they you know you know that scene where they rob the bank and the president's masks. Yeah, it's like exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's unreal. Um, but this like that is an amazing scene. Um, I was joking about Will Fickner. He's fine, actually. He's actually pretty good. He's not um, that bad in this movie. No, yeah, he's not that bad. He's also not that bad in Drive Angry. I think Will Fickner just got a bad rep because of Ninja yeah, Drive Angry. He's good. <laughs> Where he played the devil. Yeah, he played the devil. That was some pretty good stuff. <laughs> uh, then from there on... Drive Angry is mad underrated in my opinion. From there on, it just like... The Dark Knight is simultaneously dark and fun. And I, it's very rare to see a movie pull that off. Yeah. I think Tim Burton keeps trying to do it and he keeps failing spectacularly. 
but this is both dark and fun. Um, there's a lot of Batman in this movie. So if you're looking for a Batman movie, out of the, out of the three Christopher Nolan movies, this one has the most Batman. Sure. But here's the problem with this movie. Is that Christi- uh, uh, Christian Bale, he might have take that, taken that Batman voice a uh, step too far. He, he, he really went deep into it. He, yeah, he gritted it up, dude. It's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm surprised anybody was understanding what he was saying. I can understand it, but only because I've seen the movie 50 times. Yeah. Like, I saw this movie four times in theaters. Um, when this movie came out, this was global, dude. This was fucking global. This was a phenomenon. And nobody saw it coming because nobody liked Batman Begins. Yeah. So, like, Weird, everybody hey? yeah, everybody was like, eh, go, go see it. But Heath Ledger. Remember when Heath Ledger was announced as the Joker? People were as mad as they were about fucking Ben Affleck as the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind when people get mad though, because turns out when you get mad that you think someone's <laughs> not gonna be good, they see that and they're like, ah, I guess it better be good. And then guess what? Real good. Real uh, and I think that's probably one of the big problems with Suicide Squad. Again, haven't seen this movie, but like people saw Jared Leto as the Joker and they're like, ah, perfect cast. And Jared Leto's like, ah, sweet, I don't gotta do anything. I don't gotta do shit. This is gonna be great. <laughs> I do shit. Heath Ledger locked himself in a fucking hotel room for a month to get ready for this movie. Yeah, all dude, he did was fucking heroin for that time, though. Yeah, yeah, dude, dude was committed. Dude was really wanting to be insane. And he was perfect. He won an Oscar for this movie. I think they only gave him the Oscar, though, because he, you know, perished. But, <laughs> I mean, I think he would have been nominated regardless. If he hadn't, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty stunning performance. Yeah, not to mention, here's one thing that you have to remember about his performance as the Joker. Dude was 27. Dude yeah. was 27 years old. Like he wasn't much older than I am, and he was able to pull out a performance like that. Okay, fuck you. If you, I, I know a lot of people who are like, yeah, Heath Ledger is no good. It's like you're fucking wrong. You are wrong. He is amazing. Even like, even in like previous movies, like I know a lot of people like to make jokes about Brokeback Mountain or whatever, but that's actually like a phenomenally good movie, and he is staggeringly good in that as well. Yeah, yeah. Did he get into character for that too? I must have, dude. How many dudes did he make? I like how I'm just like, man, I hate when people are making jokes about Heath Ledger and Brokeback Mountain, and then we just jump right into it. You know, there's only a few perfect performances uh, in this in this great world of ours, and uh, we're talking about two of them today, in fact. Yeah, One absolutely. being the Joker, the second being Johnny Depp as Donald Trump. We'll get <laughs> holy, to it. holy shit, dude. Yeah, we will talk about that, because that's some, that's some shit. Uh, Heath Ledger's the Joker, though. Um, what I did like about it is that, like, he took it in a really like methy in a methy direction. Yeah, uh, for the Joker, it's like a like you know when you see a meth head on the street and they're licking their lips a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I think that's what he was going for because I think like, so too. I think so too. In this universe that we are given, it's more realistic. It's not like it's not Adam West. I've heard people be like, "Oh, why was he meth Joker?" And it's like, well, because realistically, the character, the Joker in the Christopher Nolan universe, was probably actually on meth. Like realistically, let's just think about it for a second. You can't put you can't put fucking Jack Nicholson on heroin in fucking a jokey ass Tim Burton movie. You can't do that. You can't put you can't have Caesar Romero be a meth head. You can't do. But 
this Joker in this universe? Yeah, Romero was deep into coke, though. Yeah, he was a coke Joker. <laughs> he was a coker. Um, but like in this universe, you can make him a little methy. You can make him a little like a little fucking like clinically insane. Because like yeah. in the other movies, he's not really clinically insane. And Jared Leto's like, like, I want to be a crack Joker. It's like, all right, Jared Leto, <laughs> you piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, granted, in this universe, you can pull it off if you want. I just don't think he will. Why does? Well, here's the question I have. I want to know is that why does the Jared Leto Joker have so many cavities? I don't know. Why I don't know he... nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about it, though. Suicide Squad, we will be talking about it, so buckle up. Because, like, here's the thing, is that that's going to be another two-hour episode because there's no way we're not going to be screaming about it. Yeah. And then we're probably just going to end up, like, we're going to talk about Suicide Squad for five minutes and then eventually just end up talking about Batman versus Superman for 40 minutes. So buckle up. More Batman versus Superman coming your way. Yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot more there's a lot more Gary Oldman in this one. Oh, and dude, he's so good. He's very good, hey. He's very good. I just wish he wasn't so racist. Yeah, I wish he didn't hate the gays so much. <laughs> doesn't he also doesn't he also hate black people? Isn't that a thing? I can't remember if it's black people or Jews. Yeah, it's, he hates somebody. I just wish he that definitely he hates the gays, and I think he probably hates black people too. Yeah. Once again, though, like this, much like Batman Begins, it's very much like Christopher Nolan knew all the right people, and they all came together. Like Aaron Eckhart, surprisingly not as bad as he normally is. Yeah, I, my my brother was like, my brother messaged me because him and I were talking about it, and I was like, I think Lee, I, I'll say it right here, I think Liam Neeson's Ra's al Ghul is a little better than Heath Ledger's Joker. That's just a personal thing. But then I told that to my brother, and he's like, man, I think Aaron Heckart's Two-Face is better than Heath Ledger's Joker. And I'm like, you're fucking dumb, Ben, if you think that. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> yeah, come on. He's fine. He, he, it works. The only thing is, is like, here's the thing. Is that Aaron Eckhart in this movie has two phases, okay? He's got – no, three phases. He's got three phases. He's got uh, serious man. He's got the serious man phase where he's like, no, seriously, yeah, I think Batman is very good. Yeah, Batman's awesome. You know, I think he's just doing doing a service. Then he's got phase two. Right for phase two because this is when it gets really real. Phase two is when he's sad. Phase two is sad him and he's like, I don't want. I just I just want to die. You know, I just I hate everything. And then there's phase three, Aaron Eckhart. And phase three, Aaron Eckhart doesn't do anything but scream, and that's not acting. If he's like, it's not about what happened. It's about what's bad. And it's like, that's just screaming. Dude. He's just yelling. It's, it's quite bad at that point. Fair. 50-50. It's like, okay, Aaron Eckhart, tone it down a bit. Take it down. There's, try. there's a lot of yelling in this one. <laughs> and there's yep. a part that makes me laugh harder than anything. It's like the first time Batman's running around and, uh, and they're, they're in like the shipyard and the guy's like, where are you? And he's like... Here, right behind him, and then the guy's like, ah! <laughs> laugh harder than Well, like that, where are you here bit? Like, that's the exact same bit uh, from the first movie when he's like, who are you? I'm Batman, and he's right behind him. Oh, wait, no, that shipyard scene, is that from the first one? Or is this just all running together? No, it's from this one. Was it? Pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's the first one. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Either way, it's that. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's a good bit. Um, what I really liked about this movie is that everybody was panicking and yelling the whole movie, except for the Joker. 
like that's what makes the character so great because at no point did he ever feel in danger uh-huh. even like when he was clearly in danger like when he throws him off the building and he's laughing the whole way down because he knows that batman's gonna catch him like that's to me that's a perfect performance as far as as far as fucking uh superhero villains go yeah Dude, I love the Heath Ledger's Joker. Like, and like, I didn't expect it either. Like, I didn't expect to like it. I didn't I expect to like that. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, let's talk about people who can't act in this movie. Starting first off with Maggie Gyllenhaal. Mm, 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 mm. I like how they were like, okay, let's get like a really pretty actress who can't act. Uh, Katie Holmes. Uh, we'll have her be the the romantic lead. Oh shit. She don't want to come back because Tom Cruise is crazy and won't let her. So, um, what do we do now? And they're like, ah, let's get like a not pretty actress who can't act. Okay. Make her an ugly girl. Oh, okay. That's that's, that always baffles me that like Jake Gyllenhaal, one of the finest looking young actors in Hollywood. And then you guys so good. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> they come from the same family or what? I think he must have got all the positive genes. Like that's that's all I can think of. Either that or she's adopted. Or he's adopted actually. I would probably wouldn't adopt a girl who looks like that, but I would adopt a guy who looks like kind that. to Maggie Gyllenhaal. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, she's uh her eyes are getting more sunken in as the years go go by. Um to be fair though, like I actually don't think Maggie Gyllenhaal is like ugly. I don't want to be mean. Oh, I no. just <laughs> we're mostly just fucking around. But... Yeah, we're mostly just fucking around. I just think like Katie Holmes is staggeringly beautiful, whereas Maggie Gyllenhaal is not. She's very plain looking and not a very good actress either, unfortunately. Um once again, we said it, we said it last episode with Batman begins. Um I Michael like, I do like when she's real sad and frank though. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. And then she knifes a guy. That's good stuff. Doesn't she knife Donald Gleason? Yeah, probably. Sometimes you got it, right? You got to knife Donald Gleason so that he can sit down and take a break. Be like, you working too much. Donald Gleason. Like, <laughs> you got to <you> stop. <laughs> you got to You got to take. Even if it's in a hospital, dude, you got to take a couple weeks. Um, but uh, as we said last episode, Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman, they both knock it out of the ballpark here. There's not much. As far as, like, new characters go, other than, like, a couple of the villains, unfortunately, I wish there was more new characters. But I also do like the simplicity of the idea of this movie, where they're like, let's take generally the same cast, and then and then just, like, add sprinkle in a few others. Like, that, that does work really well. I, I wish the, the mayor got more screen time, because I fucking love Nestor Carbonell. Mr. Carbonell, yeah, dude, he's fu- he fucking rules. I think he gets more time in the next one if yeah, I'm get a bit more in the next one. Yeah, if I'm remembering correctly, um, I really like that guy. I'm trying to. I'm just. I'm looking up his name because, like, I, I used to know his name, but like, I really like him. He's the guy who plays Alconi. I don't remember his name, but he was also in. Yeah, yeah, he was also in. Um, Human Centipede 3, and he's really good, actually. Like, yeah, he's I love really Eric good. Um, I also really like... Um, uh, what was I going to say? I don't remember. Oh, uh, Murphy, back again. 
fact, yeah. and, and his dialogue is amazing in this. I movie. really appreciate that they threw Killian Murphy a bone and let him cameo in all these fucking movies because he's the best. Yeah, absolutely. And his line of like that line of dialogue that he says when they're like, "Look what your drugs!" Oh, that guy, by the way, that Russian guy, awesome because he can't say a single word. Like he can't say any of his dialogue. Like, <laughs> now he's saying "Bathman" and hell yeah. Like it's he's like must get rid of real problem, Bathman. It's like it's, it's so good. He can't say a word of his dialogue, but it's all so good. Um, but Killian Murphy has one of the best lines of the entire movie, and that's like when they throw down those guys. Like, look what your drugs do to do to my customers. He's like, I told you my drugs would take you places. I never said they'd be places you wanted to go. And I'm like, oh fuck, Killian Murphy killed the game. Oh shit, he's so good. Yeah. He should be called Killing It Murphy because he's yeah, killing he, it. Yeah, he is. He did kill it. Yeah, he fucking murders it. I also really like um, another thing, just uh, back to the Russian guy, really liked when he was like, my dogs are hungry. That's, <laughs> oh, and uh, when he's talking to the Joker and he's like, you are a freak. And then the Joker's like, freak. And it makes fun of him so good. I almost guarantee that was like uh, ad-libbed too by Heath Ledger. Probably. Yeah. Like, that seems like some shit that would be real. I heard Heath Ledger was real crazy on the set of this, but, like, not in, like, a Jared Leto way, but, like, in a fun way that everybody was happy around him. Whereas Jared Leto, I don't know if you heard much about that, but a lot of stories coming out from the set of Suicide Squad, I guess he was a big piece of shit to everybody and was like, oh, it's just getting in character. It's like, no, you're just being a piece of shit, you know? He, he doesn't seem like a very good person. He I was think putting fucking... He kept putting salt in Will Smith's coffee, and it's like, hey, that joke might be funny once. That's actually not – that actually didn't happen. That's just like a meme. <laughs> oh, either way. All those, all those Joker things are memes. Damn, the, inter- the, memes are, the memes are tricking me, bro. I'm being, I'm being sucked in by the memes. I'm living the memes. I'm too deep at this point. Um, yeah. Then there's Here's, like – The thing about Jared Leto is he was a rich kid. And then he went into a band that got popular where he just got to bang a bunch of hot girls. And then he got into some movies that were pretty good. So people thought he was a good actor. He's just a rich kid that got lucky. That's all yeah, he is. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely he is. Hey, I don't know if you've seen um, – what was that one that we watched with him that I hated? Uh, Mr. Nobody? Hey, that's proof that Jared Leto is a douchebag right there. Check that out. Oh, yeah, he was in that. Yeah, he is a douchebag too. That being said – I'm not going to say Jared Leto is not a good actor because dude's pretty good. Yeah, he's he's usually good in movies where he dies, like yeah. uh, Requiem for a Dream. I've never seen that, but I've heard it's really good. You should probably watch that movie if you're going to call yourself a movie, a movie person. Yeah, and I really like Aronofsky. That's just like one of the ones I just haven't seen. You should probably watch. Man, just, just, just comment. You should probably watch that one. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, my integrity is just out the window. I've never seen Titanic though, so who cares? Yeah, it's okay. You could probably you could probably go your whole life without watching Titanic. It's three hour, three and a half hours, and it's. I got the VHS tape right there. The double, the double ski. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Titanic is like, it's fine. I think I kind of like it, but like it's not that good. The last hour is really fun because uh-huh. like that's when the boat's going down and shit. But like the first two and a half hours is not that, and it's just like Leonardo DiCaprio trying to fuck a girl on a boat. It's just like that. Too, like it goes on for a while. The Dark Knight is good. The Dark Knight is definitely good. Check it out. Um, everybody's good in it, especially Russian guy. Love the Russian guy. Love to the Russian guy. 
<laughs> ultra yeah, hungry great person that adores the Russian guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Eric Roberts as well. Like, and pretty much everybody. The thing is, is like everybody's good in this movie. Is that there's like even like the small parts are played by like really good actors. What about that Asian guy? I liked him. Yeah, uh, Lao. He was pretty good. Uh, once again, la, 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 la. La, la, la. once again, could not say a single line of his dialogue. You know, could not say a. We go, we go to Hong Kong. Out jurisdiction, it's. I'm good at calculations. Good at calculations like, yeah. is one of my favorite lines. Good, in the movie. <laughs> good at calculations. I remember hey. I went to see this in the theater with my dad, and like I drank a large Coke during it. So about an hour and forty minutes into it, right <laughs> when he's burning all the cash there. I'm like, I really got to take a piss. And he's like, oh, no, no, you're not going anywhere. You don't want to miss a second of this. So I sat there for like another hour. And he's right. You don't want to miss a second of it. But I almost pissed my pants. And, you know, I think if you had, I don't think anybody in the theater would have blamed you. Yeah. They might have been repulsed, but they wouldn't have blamed you. It's just that good. Yeah, absolutely. It's that good. So let's just that good. Want to talk about a near perfect piece of media? Sure. Talk about Donald J. Trump's The Art of the Deal. The movie. The movie. <laughs> this movie is so good. It's so good, but like, here's the problem with this movie, is that to understand it, you have to have been jokingly following Donald Trump's entire campaign trail the way that you and I have. Yeah. If you don't, that's probably true. If you don't do that, you're probably not going to like this movie very much. Um... Funny or Die comes out of the gates with a fucking Donald Trump parody where they're like, yeah, let's get Johnny Depp to play Donald Trump. And like in your mind, you're like, that's not a good cast. And then you see it and you're like, is that, I think that might be Trump. (laughs) I think it might like the makeup so good. Like the fucking prosthetics. It's, he looks, he looks and he sounds exactly like Donald Trump. You know what's my favorite part though? is like the Donald Trump prosthetics are perfect. And then you see fucking Pat Oswalt's character. He's got a fake gray mustache on. You're like, oh, so all the all of the budget went to making Johnny Depp look exactly like Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, here's the thing: is this movie's like littered, just littered with cameos. Too. Rob Hubel's in this shit as well. Yeah, everybody's famous in it. Uh, Rob Hubel's in it. Um, Pat Oswalt, Alfred Molina. Okay. How do you call up Alfred Molina and be like, hey, we want you to play? And then, like, you sigh and you're like, look, I'm sorry. You're an Academy Award nominee. I'm sorry to say this, but, like, we want you to play the Jew lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you say that with a straight face without feeling bad? Like, talking to Alfred Molina, one of the most respected actors on the planet. He was in an education. Like, do you think Alfred Molina was like, you call me, you ask me, if you, I want to be the Jew lawyer. I, I've been in some of the best movies of all time in education. Spider-Man 2, the best, one of the best superhero films of all time. I was the star of that fucking... You come and ask me if I want to be Jew lawyer in Trump movie? Fuck you. Of course I would. Of course I would. I'd love it. <laughs> of course. Of course. I'll be there in five minutes. Don't even pay me. Fuck you. it's just like everything is so funny and so well timed in this movie um one of the best bits of the whole movie is because the whole movie basically is like this kid um this kid who's 10 years old obviously admires donald trump and so he tries to steal a copy of donald trump's book and in fleeing from the security guard trying to chase him down to get the donald trump book back he accidentally ends up in donald trump's 
uh, Donald Trump's uh, office. And then Donald, and Donald Trump's there, and he's basically explaining him the ideals of the book. That's the whole movie. And, like, some of the stuff he says is, yeah, that's a Trump card. He says that, like, ten times. One of the funniest things he says in the whole movie is he's like, second second highest selling book of all time next to the Bible. Other than that, highest selling book ever made. <laughs> and like, I don't know if those numbers are right. I didn't look it up, but probably not, right? Uh, I had imagined not. <laughs> but like, he keeps like comparing himself to Jesus. And like, it's all just like these subtle Donald, no, not subtle. What am I talking about? There's no subtlety here. These unsubtle Donald Trump references like one part where he's like he's like I'm a very busy man I spend a lot of the time on the phone and then it's like just clips of him on the phone with people and then like one of them is he's like I want my daughter to grow up to be somebody I want to have sex with (laughs) god damn that's funny god damn that's good the whole movie takes place in 1989 it's uh Ron Howard uh does the opening intro which is surprisingly pretty funny yeah pretty funny i really enjoy ron howard although actually i'm not that surprised because he's you know he does that arrested development and he's really funny in, in that as well uh, yeah, as the narrator ron howard's not that bad he's just like he's he just directs bad movies really <laughs> <laughs> hey he's directed some decent stuff hasn't he ron howard i mean yeah, probably um, most of it's like disney shit though isn't it uh, let's take a look. The filmography of Ron Howard. No, what? What the fuck? I hit Ron Howard the character, not Ron Howard the man. Ron Howard the man. I, I, wanna, I wanna see all these stuff that he's done. I know he did the Grinch, and I know that some people are iffy about that one. I don't think it's perfect. I also don't think it's that bad. Oh, you know what? Um, let's take a look. Oh, you know what? He did all those Da Vinci movies. So that's tough. Oh, yeah. Forgot about That's, those. Oh, he did Frost Nixon. Um, he had a few years where he did some really good shit. Frost Nixon, A Beautiful Mind, which I'll is the best. A Beautiful Mind. Yeah, Beautiful Mind's one of the best movies of all time. Uh, Apollo Thirteen wasn't too bad. No, I'll take Backdraft. Fuck it. Fuck, I'll take Cocoon. No, you, no, you ain't taking Cocoon. Get the fuck out of here. In 1977, Ron Howard directed and starred. No, directed and wrote and starred in a movie called Grand Theft Auto. I love yeah. it. Well, I kind of want to see that now. Fucking Grand Theft Auto. But Ron Howard's not too bad. But either way, he was fun in this movie. He um he didn't direct it, but he uh uh he narrated it, or at least did the intro. Um, one of my favorite bits in the whole movie was uh, Jack McBrayer's character. Yeah, um, I fucking where, love play, where he plays. Yeah, I love Jack McBrayer. Dude's coming up. I I hope that he does more non-gay characters soon because I've had it with that shtick, but. Um, yeah, I really like Jack McBrayer. Um, he comes in and he's showing the archi- like the architecture, and then Donald Trump is like, "Wait a minute, kid! Wait a minute, kid! What did you say your name was?" And the kid's like, "My name's Jose." And then he's like, "Okay, good. Cut the commercial. We need to get a new kid." And then like, it's an Asian kid, and like he's with the Asian kid for a little while, and then like he's like, "The fi- like it's it's so funny that he doesn't realize that the kid's Asian." like for like 15 minutes and then the second he realizes he's Asian he kicks him out and then there's like a shot of like a black kid and he's like I love architecture and it's just Donald Trump just like looking down at the kid looking angry and then it just cuts to fucking Jacob Tremblay as the kid yeah what the fuck what the fuck I, 
do you get a Jacob Tremblay? I'm sorry. Like, I know the kid's like seven, but dude's a commodity. Dude's a commodity. Dude was just fucking in one of the high, like one of the best movies of last year. He was in Room, and he was amazing. And then he was a, he was the kid in this, and he did a Trumpo impression at one point. Wasn't very good, but he did it. Um, another another actor who I absolutely adore. One of my favorite actors in history is in this movie. That's Stephen Merchant. Oh, yeah, Stephen Merchant was so good in this. <laughs> that was one of my Hilton. favorite bits. Where he yeah, was... sitting down with uh, with uh, Hilton. Uh, yeah, Hilton. Oh, yeah, dude. He's like, where are you from? I was born and raised here in Texas. <laughs> yeah, I was. He's like, you clearly have an accent. Do I have an accent? You, 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 your blood, your, your bollocks, sir. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah, pretty much. Right, pretty much. Mandzukas. Uh, yeah, Jason Mandzukas. That's what I was gonna say next. Is that he's amazing as a homeless guy. That guy, um, Jason Hanogman Mandzukas, is the best thing in anything that he's in. But here's the problem. Here's the problem with him is that nobody wants to hire him for one reason and one reason alone is that he'll never be a star because it's impossible to say his name. What, Jason Haynog Man Manzukas? That's a tough name, man. I can't say that. <laughs> Was it Jason Jason Heyman Manzukas? Haynog Man Manzukas. Manzukas. Jason Man- I'm just going to call him Man- Jason Manzukas. That, that just sounds better to me. Um, Andy Richter's in this. Like all my favorite people are in it. Andy Richter, Chris, uh, Kristen Schaal, who I love. Paul Shear. Um, Paul Shear, who I actually like. As long as it's not Corey Stoll, I'm good. Ron Funches. Um, Ron Funches. Yeah, dude. It's, I like it's all good. Funches, Obviously, the start is a second as a rapper, but that rap was amazing. <laughs> the Donald Trump. Yeah, rap. that's the, the Donald Trump rap. I also like that, like he does that rap, and then like I think at some other point in the movie, he's talking about how hip hop is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like one of those movies that's just so ridiculous that it's fun. It's on Netflix, yeah, it's on Netflix and it's not no excuse to, It's 50 minutes. Like I can't even rank it on my 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 top list of 2016 because it's not even really a movie. It's 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's 50 minutes, but it's really funny. And like, I really like. We really need to discuss Johnny Depp yeah. for a minute because, yeah. like, as silly as this is, Johnny Depp is like bewilderingly bewilderingly good in this movie like maybe one of the best performances i've ever seen johnny depp give yeah, it's, it's like bizarre. it's like yo perfect performances don't exist oh oh shit is johnny shit. depp the greatest man to ever live shit he might be because he was better in this than he was in black mass which is weird to say but it's true <laughs> yeah that is like, true. it's really bizarre but that like this is like really fun i i highly recommend this movie um it, yeah, it's funny or die. Who doesn't like Will Ferrell own that? Yeah, he owns like a controlling share of that. Yeah, so it's like it's Will Ferrell's company. Uh, it's directed by Jeremy Connor. Um, Jeremy Connor is relatively new to the game. Um, thing is though, is that there is a large portion of people that this isn't for, um, and that's literally anybody who's not liberal. Uh, if you're not liberal, don't don't watch this movie. You're probably not gonna like it. But if you're liberal, you might like this movie. It's pretty. Or if you're a Trumpo fan, if you're a Trumpo fan, if you're a fan of Trumpo, you might not like this movie. No, you'll love it. <laughs> do you think? Do you think Trumpo fans will like this? I think they'll. I think I'm a Trumpo fan. I like it. Yeah, but like you love Trumpo for like the reasons that this movie lies out. You don't like. You're not like. You don't want to be his friend. Well, no. Yes, you do. But uh, yes, I, do. I, want, I support him fully. <laughs> you support all his causes. 
Let's bomb the if shit out of him. He wants to build a wall. Let him build a wall. At least he's not leaking fucking emails to 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 the fucking Russians. All right. Yeah, fair enough. Here's the thing too: is that um, there's a really good joke in this movie where like Donald Trump is talking to the kid. And he is like, "Look, not everybody knows how hard I've had it. Okay, you see people living in poverty every day, and they think they've had it hard." Look, my dad kicked me out of my house with nothing but the clothes on my back and a small loan of a million dollars. And the kid is like, that sounds really hard. Like, that's, wow, I had no idea. Like, it's so funny. It's all jokes like that. And if you paid attention to Donald Trump, you probably you probably are going to want to check this out because you'll find it funny. But like I said, you'll have to have been ironically loving the Donald Trump campaign trail since day one to really get every joke. I'm sure there's even a few jokes that went over my head and I've been paying pretty close attention. God bless Trumpo, Trumpo 2016. Yeah. Can't wait for him to be the prezo. Here's the thing. You can't vote for Hillary Clinton uh, just because Donald Trump said some mean things. That's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird that in 2016, Donald Trump is legitimately the best presidential candidate. Uh, other than Bill Murray, who's running as an independent, and yes. yeah, fucking run if you can vote for Bill Murray, which you can actually just vote if, for Bill Murray. If you don't live in a swing state, vote for Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Donald, yeah, Donald Trump is legitimately the best presidential candidate, which is like real, real interesting. I guess that's the movie epidemic is. seal of approval on Donald Trump. The art of the deal, or like Donald Trump in general. Donald Trump, the man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to know um, what? Uh, I'm going to go to the polls, and when I vote for Donald Trump, I'm just going to write in the notes. I'm just going to put 100% fuck yes. 100% fuck yes. That yeah. is the show for today, Chadley. And a link to the pod. And a link to the pod for Trumpo. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he listens, but. I'm, I'm sure he's sure. a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all I do is talk about him. We've talked about him like for hours and hours. We've talked about him almost as much as we've talked about Batman versus Superman, which I would guess we have about six hours of uh, combined Batman versus Superman review. Yeah, because fuck that movie. Fuck that movie forever. Um, next week, um, that's it for this week. This was a TV movie episode. Uh, next week, we're watching some good shit. We're getting back on them blockbusters, and who boy, buckle up, because we're talking about Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, we're talking about the Dark Knight Rises, and we're talking about Christoph Waltz's The Legend of Tarzan. Oh, we're watching that. I thought we were watching the. the oh yeah, the you're right. You're right. We're not watching Tarzan. I lied. We're watching Independence Day Resurgence. I lied. We're not watching Tarzan. We might never watch Tarzan. Honestly, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of movies in this world. I mean, we got to get to all of them. I don't know if Tarzan deserves my time, honestly. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure it'll be the same thing. It'll be like the Disney movie, except there won't be Phil Collins, so I don't know how it'll feel. I'd love to see some some Tarzan finger. That's what I've always here's the, was missing out. Here, here's the thing, though. If The Legend of Tarzan has a Phil Collins cameo, that'd be a perfect joke. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But they wouldn't do it, because uh, isn't that WB? That's a WB flick? WB is running it real safe, because they're siphoning money. Just, yeah, they're fucking. They're losing. They're losing money like crazy. This Suicide Squad movie. The Suicide Squad movie might do well just because I don't think it was that expensive to make. But uh, Batman versus Superman lost them so much money. 
so All much. Right. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, subscribe on YouTube and iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, I'm last at last cool dude on Twitter. And um, if you go on Twitter, what you can do now is that you can actually tweet at somebody. So you should tweet at Tim Burton all the mean things you can think of. Yeah, that's a good. Does Tim, Bur- yeah, does Tim Burton have Twitter? He must, dude. He must. He's a douchebag, so he's got to have Twitter. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But if he has Twitter, tweet at Tim Burton. If not, just tweet. Just put at and then Tim Burton, and then whoever has that account will get the mean words. Yeah, fuck them. They don't deserve yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck them. All right, that's the show.